Oh, good day, ladies and gentlemen, and, and a very Christmas to you and your family. Welcome to this, our very fourth episode, the toddler, if you will, of our illustrious and sharply named podcast, The Hot Toy Cast. Clap! <laughs> and do that rickety-rickety thing. What's that rickety-rickety thing? No rickety-rickety uh, thing? No? No, we don't have a rickety-rickety thing? God. <laughs> the classy and altogether upmarket podcast where you use your ears to listen and learn about all things high in collectible action figures from the likes of Hot Toys, Enter Bay, A3 Toys, and Sideshow Collectibles. Every month or so, you're hosting out a review and discuss the latest news and releases from those companies that make action figures we could only dream of as kids. Now, if you will, allow me to introduce your most honourable and noble hosts. My name is Master Eamon O'Donoghue, also known as Eamon on Toy Boards. My name is Master Jeff Parker, also known as Wookster in many places on this planet. My name is Master James Doble, also known as Jack Sparrow. And my name is Master Michael Crawford, also known as Michael Crawford on most boards, and Captain Toy at my own site at mwctoys.com. We four are all lovers and collectors of action figures that cost us an arm and a leg, or maybe a spouse or two. So let us now delight your ears with our Christmassy sort of review themed on our prezies. Our reviews on our prezies, so some of us have got the Iron Monger, some of us have got the Captain America, some of us have got the Interbay Joker, some of us are just lovely people. So let us just start... With the Hot Toys Ironmonger. So, Master mm, Jeff, Jeff, yes. please, please take us off and so launch I'll, us I'll into the new year with the Hot Toys Ironmonger. Okay, well, I, I've got him uh, standing right in front of me, and yep. uh, I have to say, it's been uh, it's been quite a year for uh, for, for, for Six Skull, and, uh, and it was lovely to end it on this one for me this year because uh, I'm just blown away by it. I think it's beautiful. It's just uh, it's, a, it's a lovely sculpt, um, but perhaps more importantly, the engineering on this thing is just mental. Whoa, Absolutely yeah. insane! Uh, all the kind of working pistons and uh, and the, the way the kind of the, the front of the chest opens up to reveal uh, to reveal Obadiah controlling it inside. I have to admit, I'm uh, you know, I'm very impressed. I mean, I can go into more detail, but I just wanted to know what, what you guys thought. Uh, well, I'd have to agree. I mean, I was really impressed with it. The uh, you know one of the things is, as you said, the engineering is really outstanding. Yeah. Uh, I will caution people. I noticed that. That the particularly like the shoulders and the hips have a lot more uh, range of movement than you might expect, but you yeah. do have to be careful. There's some there's some points where things will line up a little incorrectly, like some of the pistons or uh, some of the armor, and you could start to try to push it as far as you assume it'll go because it just went that far a second ago in another position. But yeah. things didn't quite line up this time, so you want to take some care with those joints, particularly. But yeah, I was extremely impressed by the amount of articulation they got into it. Um, and this is a figure that, let's face it, he doesn't have to do you know super kung fu moves. This is a large, uh, fairly stable uh, set of armor. But it, you can you can get some really excellent natural poses out of it. I'm also like you said the Obadiah. What's great there is, and I had a lot of people ask me this question when I did my review. Uh, the head is just a regular Hot Toys head on a regular Hot Toys neck post inside the body. So if you pick up another another true type body in a in a reasonably decent looking suit, you can have an Obadiah on yourself as well. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I was actually knocked out. But I mean, it's some of the smaller details, and it's like you were saying, it's worth kind of just sitting with this thing for half an hour, just kind of playing around with the with the joints and the pistons, because just like you were saying, Mike, you really need to kind of align things. But once you do, once you kind of get a feeling for it. It is incredible. I, I managed to pop off one of the pistons when I was trying to move the arm, but it was fine. It kind of just clipped straight back on and it's like a little ball and cut joint. Um, but yeah, as you say, you know, once you sit there for a few minutes, just familiarize yourself with it, and it's just amazing the position you can get it in. Uh, and the little things like yeah, the, the kind of the, the protruding rocket launcher that comes out of the back of the shoulder blade, um, and, and yeah, just just the way the mechanics of the things work around the around the hips and the knees and the way the pistons all kind of just just function. Oh, 
And the fact that you can actually store the the Obadiah head and the rocket, even though they come separate when you first yeah. you, know, you mm-hmm. get the yeah. the, the, the figure, the mm-hmm. fact that they actually go inside and fit inside, yeah, um, I thought was really impressive too. I was yeah. real surprised, especially with the rocket. Yeah. One of, yeah. one of, one of the things I, I I really noticed was actually how sturdy and solid a piece it was. I mean, it feels really like a very solid piece. I mean, I was fortunate enough to get my my girlfriend got him for me for Christmas, which is like amazing. And uh, you know this this is like the big biggest hot hot toy. Ever. Actually, no, Jake Sully. Jake Sully is still pretty big. Yeah. But it's 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 how solid this guy is. He just he's <coughs> kind of chunky and solid. And and in fairness, while a lot of you could argue that the chest plate is a little on the clumsy side, but once you kind of get used to how it works, it's actually a doddle. Yeah. You know, it, it just kind of it, it it just pulls out in in, in like like the thing. I mean, it's a little bit difficult, I find, to get in the um the uh, the the, the What's what we call it? The, the cell, the um, mm-hmm. the reactor. Sorry, the reactor yeah. thing. A little forward past, you know, because you have to move the plates down, That's and you've right. got to move the reactor out, but then you've got to move the plates behind the reactor wall, yeah. and then kind of put it down. So that's a little fiddly initially, and of course, as with all things, when you get it like this, your like your your hands start to get a little bit sweaty, and you start getting nervous. You're like, <laughs> ah, you know, you don't want to do it. <laughs> but uh, once you do get the hang of it. Once you do get the hang of pulling down those panels right and, and knowing how to, 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 to move things around, it's it's an abs- it's it's a total joy of a toy. It, it is, is yeah. the most fun object I've ever had in my hands in absolutely ages. Not parts of my anatomy included in that conversation. <laughs> but it really is quite quite extraordinary. The yeah. I, I the, 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 the the plastic the plastics that they use is really nice. It's got a lovely texture to it. Yeah. Unfortunately for some odd reason my chest light will not come on. The light mm. on the eyes will. But my chest light will not come on. I got onto my cellar and stuff like that, and he will exchange. But I, I don't, it's shipping from England, and it's all that palaver, and I don't want to have to do that. So what I've just done, else to be on the safe side, is, and I'm hoping one of you experts will actually uh, advise me on this, is that I've actually gone off and bought brand new batteries, and I'll get them. I've got them from Amazon, and I'll get yeah. some new batteries, and they're just going exhausting all because maybe somewhere along the line, the tag, the little plastic strip might have come loose, and maybe that extra battery might have gotten. Uh, yeah, it's I, worth a try. I mean, the, the fact that the eyes are lighting up. Yeah, you'd be worried that there's a, perhaps just a loose wire somewhere. Um, yeah, but, you might yeah. want to look. The, when I had trouble with my tumbler, um, with some of the lights not working, usually Hot Toys is pretty good about making those lights actually replaceable. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and so you might want to just look around at it and see if uh, that arc reactor can open in any way, shape, or form. Uh, to get to that light, or you might want to drop Hot Toys a line because when I had the trouble with the Batmobile, they just sent me some new lights and said, "Okay, here's some instructions how you pop out the old light." Right. Okay, I will actually do it because you know I don't like returning stuff. If I can fix something, I absolutely will. Yeah. 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 It's such a hassle. Mm. You know, but I mean, it's it, it's it's. I mean, James, you haven't got this one yet. Are you going to get this one? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Did you play the lottery this week? <laughs> I bought a bunch of scratch tickets. <laughs> At four hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, you better have. And, and you know what's nice is that the lights are nice and bright this time. I don't know if, you, if that's true with yeah, yours, very, there, Jeff. Very, very um, bright, yeah. Some of the some of the Ironmen we've gotten out of the box, you know, it's it's you're lucky if the lights last for thirty <clears throat> seconds after you turn them on before they fade out. Um, and at four hundred and fifty dollars, I would like some decent batteries with it. The eye lights in particular on the Ironmonger are particularly good. There's a nice muted white kind of mm-hmm. um, yeah. glass there, isn't it? And I would have argued, I would have loved that in some of the previous Iron Man figures, that kind of muted, dull down white that they have. It's absolutely yeah. awesome. 
Mm. Um, but what what's great about the Ironmonger, I think, is what is that he's he's ready to kind of rock right out the box. You know, the box the box is actually quite modest. I thought it was like for a box design, I was actually really quite surprised how small. I was it surprised was. how small it was. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because I remember when I got the um, way back when I got the um, the power loader, uh, and obviously that was when Hot Toys was still making things in much more of kind of model kit form to get around the kind of the legalities of selling at, at the scale. Um, and I've still got that on display, but that was a that was like a briefcase of a box. It was, it was a monster. Yeah, yeah. You've got that display just like I do because you can't ever take it you, apart. Again. That's just it. You can't take it. Yeah. I mean, the funny enough, the, the two of the items. I mean, I, it's not so bad taking Ed Turn Iron apart, but he's on permanent display. And it's funny. I've also got a hold of Ironmonger, and I was looking at Ed, and I was just thinking, oh, I'm just so glad that they are going to be revisiting Robocop because I would just love to see that done better and not use that stupid rubber on the dome which is now crumbling to pieces. So, uh, yeah, that'd be cool to see that done again. We are getting that done again. They are making the redo to an iron, So I, I have heard that they're redoing Robocop, but um, obviously yeah. the new film's coming out, so I suppose they're going to gauge how popular that is as well before they sort of dip the toe in, uh, in doing that one. Now, how did you guys get on with the kind of uh, the leg transformation, getting the rockets thingy on Ironmonger's feet? Because some of the rocket stuff there is a little... Uh, especially some of the feet, I haven't actually been brave enough to... To manage to get, I mean, I put the rockets on the back because you have to lift up the the big guards yeah. on the back. And if you have mm-hmm. these big, for those of you who haven't got the armor, you get these big, massive kind of extra kind of um, engines. These kind yeah. of nacelles, what for want of a better word, nacelles that yeah. kind of come off the sides of the ironmonger's uh, feet, and you just kind of stick them on the back, and it really adds a lot of substantial. But it does hinder his um, standing ability, I think, and you don't want to put pressure on those those rocket boosters either. But did, did you have you guys braved the bending down of the feet and doing that whole flying through the sky shindig? Yeah, I put them together that way, but yeah, I'm not going to display them in a flying pose, and so pretty much, you know, it's not that I just took them off once I got him in it and could tell that he would work. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's that's got to be a flying pose sort of setup. How are yeah, you no, guys? I, I haven't actually attached mine yet, so um, I, 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 they are still in the box. I haven't gone that far, but I, I was impressed with uh, just opening up the uh, the shin guards at the back. Yeah, and you know, even the little kind of uh, the the blades there, the kind of the, the, that are in sequence, and they kind of extend out as well. Yeah, they all realize extend that. out individually. Everything is just like so well thought through on this thing; it's incredible. It is. It's it is some amazing feature of engineering. In fairness, yeah. well, how are you guys displaying yours? Are you guys? Because I've managed to use a thing called for all those out there. I'm going to drop a massive fact bomb for people now. Actually, it's not a fact <laughs> bomb. It's a it's a help geek bomb. <laughs> U-bolts for all those people out there who have IKEA to tops or glass cabinets. You go and you buy six millimeter U-bolts, or another name for them is rope grips. Oh, yeah. There are these essentially little U-bolt grips that have just... It's just like a, a bended U-bolt, literally a screw with a piece of metal with two screws at the end. You bolt it onto the, um, the, the the bars that, as you know, for all your IKEA details and cabinets, they all have the same make. They all have the same kind of bars inside. And you can raise and lower... Your um your your displays. So uh, for a lot for a lot of you, I'm sure you know you have something like Indiana Jones and Luke Skywalker and Ditoff. There's actually quite a lot of headspace above them still. Well, you could use that headspace then to accommodate your Ironmonger there on the bottom shelf. Because remember, on the bottom shelf there's an extra five millimeters. Nerd bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I I don't actually have a Ditoff in the house yet. Most of my stuff is uh it's just kind of out. It's not even behind glass. So they they tend to get circulated on the. Uh, on a few cabinets in the dining room and on my bookshelves in the in the sitting room. Gotcha. So, no. And I'm still redoing my barn. I've actually made it down one, almost down one row of boxes uh, <laughs> in the last week. And so I'm I'm slowly but surely making progress out there. Yeah. 
<laughs> Excellent. What you're going to have to start doing now, Mike, is maybe like maybe if you're okay with it, giving us a couple of uh, photographs of your progress of this. That's right. Illustrious thing of it. We can have it actually in the in our little chapter. Thing. I had uh, I had friends over to do an Indiana Jones uh, uh, marathon last weekend, and they joked that yeah, my barn looks a lot like the last scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the cool stuff in there. That's exactly what my loft looks like. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. I think, okay. I think I mentioned a while ago when I was going to start cataloging it because it has just reached tipping point to the, to, the, to, the, to the extent that, you know, just actually physically getting my body into the loft now means kind of like limboing around certain boxes that are kind of like stacked up. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a New Year uh, resolution to get that all sorted. Yeah, maybe, maybe actually we can say that maybe for like a, a next podcast I should discuss how well we all manage because I dare say not every single one of us has a big shed like Mike. No. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a nice, nice big room like that to have all your stuff. So, I mean, I, I will plan to, and I do want to. We all would want to have a big kind of a room like Mike has. Yeah. I, should, I should stop calling it a shed. I don't think Mike would be happy. With <laughs> but you know, hey, nice whatever. <laughs> it's a, it's a building nobody lives in. <laughs> a building nobody lives in. A nice, cool warehouse. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Treasure trove of stuff. Okay. So, any more thoughts on the Ironmonger? Uh, uh, James, do you have any like preliminary thoughts on the the Ironmonger? I mean, have you been looking at the pics on the sideshow from the OMG pics and whatnot? Uh, other than insane jealousy, <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, no, I'd really, I'd really like to get him. Uh, I just, uh, for whatever reason, it's one I haven't picked up yet. Um, Do we uh, want to mention the our thoughts on the the announcement of the Iron Man diorama for the suits? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean that 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 is a good thing. Why don't you why don't you tell us about that, there, Mike? Well, that's just insane. I mean, have you, the 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 Hot Toys has just announced the sort of a diorama setup so you can display suits one through seven. Hall of Armor. Um, yeah, as the Hall of Armor, in, as in the movie. Mm-hmm. Which um, I just and that. not, not, not a cheap uh, undergoing. I think if you buy <laughs> the set for seven, it's around seven hundred bucks, isn't it? What? <laughs> yeah, and I think the set of three is around four hundred bucks. It gets cheaper. What? I thought it was gonna be like forty bucks a cubicle or something like that. <laughs> Hey, they light up. They're, they're, uh, but the funny thing is, they did actually release pictures of this uh, over a year ago, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of sort of seemed to fade away. But now they've re-released it with this uh, with these new kind of um, uh, plates that go over the front on kind of clear perspex, which have kind of got like technical, almost like Iron Man vision. It's also cool. Uh, yeah, technical kind of stuff that, that goes around the suit, but um, yeah, it's they, will hold, they will hold MK1, which I was kind of, you yeah. know, the Mark One's a pretty big suit. He's a bulky, yeah, he's a bulky. Yeah, fan. so interesting mm-hmm. to see how they make it look right with MK1, you know, the Mark One fitting in one of those, yeah. and the Mark Two's right next to him fitting in one because it'll be yeah. a little. It's quite a bit different, but yeah, it's got, and it would be a hell of a display. Let's face it. Oh, yeah. yeah, imagine having like your gantry, gantry in front of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be. So we cannot buy the individual cubicles separately, can we? I think it's in like a four, a three, five, seven, or a four, three, four, seven, yeah. or something like. That. They've got three why, different setups. Why so expensive? My goodness. Because they know they can. <laughs> no, but really, can they? I mean, that, <laughs> no, that, 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 that suit-up gantry didn't exactly fly off the shelf, did it? The, the suit-up gantry didn't did not. It wouldn't be exactly Hot Toys' biggest seller, now would it? No, no. Again, I think it's it's one of those things where it's going to appeal to your real hardcore fans, but ultimately, it's quite a difficult one to uh, 
to kind of justify to yourself sometimes be spending really, that yeah. much money on all this space. I think Hot Toys also wants to be be the um, well, I was going to say Cadillac, but that's no longer a good example. The <laughs> the Ferrari yeah. of toys. Apple. So they don't. I don't know that sometimes they put out stuff like this that's just so high end that they know they're not going to sell a lot, and maybe they end up only breaking even. Yeah. But Everybody knows Hot Toys is the one who makes the coolest, highest end stuff. And so when they put out a hundred and fifty dollar figure, that everybody knows it's going to be great. It's yeah. a quality concept sort of thing. Yeah. <sighs> Reassuringly expensive is a, is a tagline for a certain Belgian beer. <laughs> Reassuringly <Yeah>. expensive. <laughs> so what is the official price tag then? So again, what is the official price? Because I because I really do want these. I really do want these cubicles, but I'm not. Well, if you give me a minute, I'll look and see. Have a, li- have a, li- have a little look and see. Cause, uh, you guys, you know, talk amongst yourselves. We shall you know. talk amongst ourselves while, while Mike is going in. And actually, it, Mike, it, 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 while you're doing that, Mike, you can actually prepare your uh, Hot Toys Captain America, which, by the way, listeners, Mike has just gotten and actually hasn't opened yet. So we'll have another opening on this week's podcast. So once Mike comes back with us there, I want to quote on the, uh, the, the cubicles, the uh, Iron Man cubicles. He can come into us with the uh, opening on this Captain America while we chat about those of us who have Captain America. Who has Captain America, actually? Among I do. You do? I do as well. Excellent. Yeah. Damn it! I swear. Oh, mine will be here tomorrow. It's there. I can actually see it. It's in transit. It is in transit. So, yeah. any more oh. little quick thoughts uh, quickly on, the, on any of the, the new uh, uh, Iron Man monger stuff? That uh, any, any other quick thoughts before Mike comes back in with the cubicle? Uh, well, no, the thing I was going to mention was, you know, we were talking about price of, of like the all of armor stuff, and uh, yeah. and there is this kind of uh, inconsistency I think sometimes in how much things cost, um, and it's like you know for those that did pick up the Luke Skywalker figure, I know we discussed before about at the end of the day, three hundred dollars is a lot of money for a figure, but you're getting so much for your money yeah. on that one. I mean, you're yeah. in effect getting two complete figures. You're getting a, a really cool uh, display base um, with. Uh, with, with the aerial and the lights and everything, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, you're kind of looking at a hundred and what, hundred and thirty dollars per figure, and you know, another forty dollars for the stand or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just such a, a beautiful figure. I mean, yeah, the the, the sculpt isn't one hundred percent male, but it's still it's just a really impressive package. And then, as you say, on the flip side, you've got like the Hall of Armor, which doesn't mm-hmm. feel like you're getting quite so much bang for buck. No, but um, I'm really annoyed with that actually. Yeah. All right, here you go. We've got a single piece. You can buy a single piece of the Hall of Armor for $130. All right. You can buy the set of four for 470 Or you can buy the set of seven for 800 Wow. Well, I mean, would you be better off buying the set of uh, eight and splitting them between yourself and a mate? Probably. <laughs> That'll yeah, probably work out of, better, most in the economical people. Who wants to go has me? I want four. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I think. Eight, I mean, I'd love to have eight, but I, I actually think you only need four really to have that. Jesus, though, eight would be amazing. But four, four would be what you need. Seven I'll go. I'll go halves with you, Amen. Will we go halves, so James? Will we do that? Okay, let's do that, Jen. Jen. I'll totally do it. Because I've only. And I've figures got are four not included. Iron Man. You know, Hot Toys wanted to make that very clear. <laughs> figures are not included. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I've actually I've got five. I just don't display the Mark Three. Ah, cool, oh. cool. Well, so, but do our little do you know the light up bases that we get with our Iron Man? Do they come with these cubicles, or do we put our bases in with these cubicles? I think they become obsolete. I think. Uh, so our cu- oh, so, so those little stand thing is you know you, so you could actually still make your own kind of 
yeah. Iron Man display based really with those own you can make your own makeshift kind of one I guess but I guess so alright so all those little our, our other light up bases will now become obsolete then basically yeah, well you know you, you can, if, if you're going to go to the whole bother of making a, a really good diorama then you know you could scatter them around somewhere I'm sure they come in handy I'm um, sure they would actually you could probably have put yeah. a few other extra Iron Mans out and about couldn't you on display just, uh, like that. well yeah I think we've got enough uh, different Mark 4s and Mark 5s right yeah. Yeah, this is true. We do need another Mark III, though, because yeah. I watched Iron Man. I was watching Iron Man. We've been doing the Marvel Marathon, myself and my girl, all over Christmas. It's bloody great having having each hot toy, bunch of hot toys up for each t- for each movie. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. So the first night I had, I had the Iron Monger with all of the Iron Mans out in front. Of, well, Iron Man, all the Iron Mans from Iron Man One out. And then last night, then we watched a double uh, double uh, thing of Thor, or, or Iron Man Two, and then Thor. And it was just absolutely great having the the thing out. But I was looking at the um, the Mark II Unleashed, and to me, that is probably one of the finest Iron Man figures made, I think. I think it's absolutely awesome, but I'm just wondering, when are we going to get a red version of that one? When are we going to get the Mark III remake? Because the existing Battle Damage Mark III, which most of us probably sold the first Mark III to buy the Battle Damage Mark III, or decided to keep keep them, whichever the case may be, but we do badly need a kind of a more screen-accurate Mark III, do we not? I know where you're coming from. I mean, I, I did like the Battle Damage one, but as you say, uh, Hot Toys are always kind of pushing the envelope and improving and improving, and it doesn't stand up uh, quite as well against some of the new ones because, no. the, as you say, when you look at it, the um, the proportions aren't quite as uh, as well nailed. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so we've already got the, the original Mark III. We've got the Battle Damage Mark III. It's kind of like uh, there seems to be this ongoing problem with uh, a lot of people on the forums that are getting really kind of peeved with the fact that what they consider to be the finest version of a figure is then kind of like superseded within a few months but it's just progress I suppose I'm 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 okay with that. I think you know, yeah, again, I that, that that that's a whole other area. Actually, we can start moving it again. Take that one for another episode. Actually, yeah. start <laughs> comparing previous versions with older versions and seeing whether it's justified or not. I think it's perfectly justified. Yeah. But um, I think we should move on steadily now to the Hot Toys Captain America review and uh, see what all of you guys think. I am not the only one. I am the only one who out of all of you who does appear to have this fine, awesome figure. I've looked at the OMG pics online. I cannot wait. To me. Having a red, white, and blue, anything red, white, and blue on Christmas is always a good thing. Last year it was Superman, this year it's Captain America, so way hey with the monkeys. Uh, so I'm just excited, <laughs> hopefully, and I'll hopefully have them tomorrow, so I'll just be chomping at the bit to, to, to hear what you guys think. So, uh, James, why don't you take this one away then? Take us away with your Captain America review, please, good sir. Oh, okay. Um, so you can see how it feels to not have a figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can feel like the victim and the loser. <laughs> uh,. <clears throat> Oh, I gotta clear my throat. Sorry. That's your throat. You clear your throat. That's what comes it, from living in those. In case everyone states. is wondering, James is slightly hungover today. That's why he's a little bit hoarse. <laughs> Who's eating a sweet in the background? <laughs> oh no, it's Mike opening up the Captain America figure. Am I right? Is that what that noise is in the background? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to open this bastard. Okay, oh, if anyone's wondering what the is, it's not some weird <laughs> someone eating a sweet or anything like that. Um, this is Mike opening up. Yeah. So you hear Captain that America. crinkly sound? There you go. Cool. That's, the, that's away, the official sound of a Hot Toys being opened. The official sound! Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I love that Captain America figure. Yeah. Uh, and I've had him... When did I get him? I got him about a week ago, yeah. I think. Um, oh, and he... I just went through... Uh, we had a bunch of people over for Christmas dinner. Um, uh, family and stuff. So I went through and uh, kind of moved my figures around on display um and i put uh like uh, 
in, I only have one uh, Detolf, and I took it and uh, kind of Marvel themed it. So I have all my Captain America figures on the top shelf, um, and uh, I put that one right in the middle. Um, and he, I don't know, I really, I really, really dig that figure. I have the um, the kind of unmasked, unhelmeted head on him now with the hood, um, and I think I like that one a little bit better. For a while, I kept switching do, the two different sculpts out. Most, most people seem to like the the, the unmasked Captain America head because I guess that's what we mostly saw in all the posters and artwork and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah, and, and it, it just it gives you something visually a little bit different. I and think. it doesn't hurt that they've done such a good job on the sculpt as well. I think. So, yeah, so no, it's I, a shame not to have it on display. Yeah, how are you yeah, all feeling so about the face looking. sculpt, actually? James, tell us about the face oh, sculpt. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't. Um, your mic's getting a little lower, too, again, Eamon. No, is it? Okay, sorry. James, tell us about That's the head right. sculpt. <laughs> um, it's I, they're both really good. Um, and there's that issue of everybody um well I don't know about everybody uh some people seem to think that the um the sculpt with the mask on it is uh strange looking and I think that's because it's kind of strange looking in the film it is a little odd looking in the film yeah it is right it's not so that's not just me I I'm no. I'm squarely in that group of I'm not so sure about that helmet they gave him and yeah, I love the in the first movie. I think the, the standard Captain America adventure suit that he had was really good, but there was something about that helmet in Avengers I, I never quite liked. Just thought it looked a little dorky to me, to be honest. But yeah. In actual mm. fact, I think the figure slightly look, makes him look a little bit better than the movie, the helmet. The, helmet, the, the, the fig, helmeted figure version <laughs> seems to work better than the actual final version of the movie, which looked a little dorky to me. But, you know, that's, uh, that, that's, just, that's yeah. just my opinion. But. But what was there? There's, I've heard reports that there's been issues with the hood and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't have any issues with the hood. I've heard that too, um, and mine went on really easily. It's it does have those annoying little plastic snaps that we all hate. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't. I if you're careful, um, it just goes right on, and then you kind of have to you have to figure out a nice way to fold it backwards. So uh, when you have the neck peg down in there, it doesn't get all crinkled up yeah. uh, but it wasn't that I didn't I didn't have like a huge problem with it um, but that unmasked head sculpt is just really really nice um, especially the hair that's what I noticed right away uh, is the way because um, he's got that really uh, kind of like fade uh, to the back of his head in the movie and they captured that in the sculpting and the paint um, it's really really realistic looking um, and I really like that they went with kind of that grimacing, angry look. Yeah, it's a nice uh, break from the usual faces of Hot Toys, which yeah. is just a bit stoic and kind of plain and stuff like that. What do you think, Jeff? Well, no, I, I was hugely impressed again because I, I, it's not one that I was quite as excited about as some of the others. Uh, and I quite often do get pleasantly surprised when you're not quite as excited. Uh, and then you are just kind of like pleasantly surprised. It's kind of a bit like when I opened Blade up. I wasn't a huge fan of the Blade movies. They were okay, but... Got the figure and it just absolutely blew me away. And this it has had the same kind of effect. It just, as you were saying, I think the figure manages to look cooler than the actual suit did in the film. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of works. I love all the, the detailing on the red, white, and blue. It's all done really nicely. I love the boots and the gauntlets. It's um, and the, the articulation doesn't suffer too bad. There's a little, little bit limited at the hips, but um, but on the whole, no, it's a, it's just one of those kind of really, really pleasantly surprising figures. 
is the limited hip articulation to do with the the, the way his kind of clothes is kind of like yeah, it's, it's kind down, of to, like the, down to the tailoring because obviously they've gone for kind of real accuracy over the way all the seams and everything are cut, yeah. um, which is, which makes it visually striking. But obviously, it means that you just suffer a little bit on the mechanics because uh, obviously all those seams and whatever just just mean that it's not quite as maneuverable as uh, as you might yeah. like. And that seems but how particularly cool true with the. Sorry? Go ahead, James. I just, oh, sorry. I I just love that ab section underneath the. Uh, Underneath the star, the uh, the mm -hmm. red and white sections yeah. really. Uh, it's all kind of se sequenced and it's kind of padded up, isn't it? It's all kind of yeah. There's, it there's almost yeah. There's it's like, really there's like double layers of material going over each other and in and out and stuff like that, isn't there? It's yeah. all like it feels almost like some kind of neoprene kind of thing going on, but it isn't. But it's got that kind of, as you say, that kind of thickness and and paddedness to it. Yeah. Yeah, I love there, the Mike? boots too. Yeah, the boots are excellent as well. They're really, yeah. you know, hot it's toys the boots. always. It's all about it. the boots. Yeah, they always do a great boot sculpt, but th these yeah. are really nice. The I like the use of the metal for the star on the shoulders. Yeah, oh, is, that, is that metal? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, the star is metal. That's a nice touch. Oh wow! Um, um, yeah, it's a it's a as Jeff said, especially in the upper body, the legs are pretty articulated. The the suit doesn't restrict them quite as much as I thought it might. Uh, but the like the elbows uh, and shoulders are are pretty restricted. But yeah, he's still a great looking figure. Does he come yeah. with the helmet on or off when you get first get him there, Mike? Uh, it's the helmeted head when you get him, and then you can switch yeah. to the other. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. And do you get two shields with him, too? You do, yeah. So you get yeah, the... And also the ch ch Chitauri, is it? The uh, the kind of blaster weapon as oh, well. Oh, yeah, the, the Centauri yep. for the thing. Yeah. So uh, the, the two shields that you get, so one is a bit more like kind of a duller, less shiny. Yeah, one's kind of beat up, and it looks like he's taken a few blasts. Sweet. Um, and, and it's kind of just got a few scorch marks and scratches, whereas the other one is kind of pristine and, and concourse fresh. Is that the, is it the the exact same as the previous Captain America, the world? The shiny one, I think the shiny one is. Yeah, it's the yeah, exact it's the same, same shield. Yeah. It's exactly exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Because a little bit worse. I did see reports of people's shield from that first Captain America to be starting to flake. The paint oh, really? to flake. Up. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen one or two people with that, but who knows? That person might have had it in a weird temperature, or who yeah. knows what have happened there. But so it's always nice to have, to have a, a cool shield there. So, so uh, any more, any more thoughts there, Mike? Uh, now that you have in your hands, anything like you'd like to say about them? Then while you have them there. Nope. As everybody said, like James said, that fade in the back of the head is really kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Is it like yeah, the haircut? That's, that's... The way his head is kind of shaved down a little bit. Is it? Just yeah, that's very yeah, unusual. Yeah. Is it a bit like the the the, the Red Skull kind of guy, the, the Hans? Kind of. Yeah. A yeah, little. a little. Yeah. I think it's it's better looking than yeah. that. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think they've perfected it here. Yeah. So it's it's a mixture of sculpt and just nice delicate paintwork. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's actually some texture when you touch it. You know, it's not just paint. You can actually feel mm -hmm. it as if there's, like, a little bit of hair there. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Wait, and if they can start doing that with stubble on the face, yeah. um, that'll be really cool to see. Who are you thinking there of, Mike? Jar James, who, who are you thinking needs good stubble? Uh, I'm Maybe I'm kind of hoping for a new Wolverine from uh, the newest Wolverine film. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I believe just called it The Wolverine. The yep. Wolverine, you know, because obviously we'd get confused. Yes. So, there, lads. Any more thoughts there on the old Cap from Avengers? No, I there? think he's pretty well summed up. He seems to be a pretty tight figure. Don't he? There, there, there are basically has been no complaints about him at all, which is kind of nice to see. Actually, yeah. everyone has mm. kind of come out, and I, I think any of the, any of the negative things have just been a little bit. I think they're showing too much bottom teeth or something like that. But I'm just like, well, oh, no, that's just the way the person, that particular actor 
Grimmest. Might have showed more bottom teeth. Away well, and this is kind of one of those figures that it's, it's actually a happy medium all the way around. If you bought the first one, this one's different enough yeah. that you won't be disappointed that you bought a second one. Mm-hmm. If you didn't buy the first one, uh, this will you know this is a great replacement. This is a great version. But if you've got the first one and you don't buy this one, you're not missing that much. It's not like oh my god, mm-hmm. my life is over. So it's nice. I mean, it's just whether you buy it or not, you're going to be happy. It's not a big deal. Cool. So, and how will you be having yours, Mike? Will you have, with, or with helmet or without helmet? Uh, without. Without? Jeff? Mm. I'll, I'll probably go without eventually. I haven't actually swapped them over yet. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be with the hood down. J- James? Um, I, yeah, I think I'll keep him without the helmet. Mm, cool, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm actually right. tempted to put that head on the first Captain America and just to have that poster, just the original teaser poster, which I love for it. Because at the moment, I do have him just holding the shield in front of him like that. Yeah. Oh, with the but two I, hands? Yeah, just holding the shield down and his head kind of down. Yeah. Lo- I have my Captain America in that pose at the moment, and I was thinking about swapping that head over because it's just it's a very good head. Because the head on the um, the rescue Captain America, which I also have, uh, mm-hmm. was a great face, but the hair was just very dark. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, what happened there. I don't know why they made the hair so dark on that one. Well, the other problem with that one is it just doesn't look very good with the helmet off anyway because they've, no, obviously, they've slightly restricted the size of the head, haven't they, because uh, yeah, they have of the helmet. So he's he's got to have the helmet on anyway, that one to look good. Do you, do you think Hot Toys maybe kind of kind of slightly not short change, but just kind of not go to too much effort in some of these exclusives? Uh, I, I mean, I love I, the Cap- I love I I mean, actually, my rescue Captain America is one of my favorite figures. But you know, that head that that that, that, that once you take the head out, I mean, he looks wicked with the helmet on yeah. and the goggles. Yeah. Like, he looks absolutely brilliant with the helmet. But you take that helmet off, and that hair that head is quite crazy looking. So I'm just wondering, but. Maybe that was just a, a compromise they had to Yeah, make. I do think they just try to make sure that when they do an exclusive like that, that, that it's something that's really cool as it's for the for the diehards, but isn't something critical for yeah. the average yeah, like, collector, so that they're not creating too much angst. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Gordon's a really good example of that, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm really sure we'll eventually we... get another Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so yeah. I'm, I'm thinking they will make another Commissioner Gordon in a suit, that this is just a SWAT team Gordon, and we will have a, a full-on yeah. Commissioner Gordon in his suit. Yeah. But likewise, the detail on the um, the pirates um, Angelica figure, the detail on that thing was beautiful as well. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that was an exclusive, and uh, they certainly didn't skimp on anything with that figure. I mean, uh, the, the 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 sculpt isn't again nailed one hundred percent perfect. It's it kind of looks a little bit more like Penelope Cruz's sister. I can't remember her name, but she has got a sister, and it kind of does look like her. Um, but but as far as the outfit and the accessories and everything on that, again, it's just insanely well thought through and, and executed. Excellent, cool. Well, Penelope Cruz's sister actually played. Penelope Cruz in a couple scenes in that flick. Oh. Well, like a Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a, a like what happened in Terminator Two with. Um, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, yes, because she was Linda. pregnant Sisters at the time. Are yeah. doing it for <laughs> right, so that will um, lead us on. Then now I'm just curious as to now it's a bit late, and I know I appreciate to, for our listeners that this review may come a little bit later and stuff like that. But as a lot of people tend to be getting them for Christmas, and I have seen on Facebook a lot of people are getting them, and, and I'll, you see increased posts then as well on the on the sideshow freaks that many people have now have finally have gotten the Enter Bay Joker. Um, and this is a figure that I just got, and I just decided to buy myself for Christmas. Love thyself is one of my mottos. So I decided to get this Enter Bay Joker to go with my Enter Bay Batman. So I'm just curious: does any of any of you three have the Enter Bay Joker? No, no. I'm I'm still waiting on my. So this can be a whole. I can have a master review all to myself here. Oh, I can be go. a megalomaniac review. I'll give a very brief review, and uh, I'll just give a very brief review because I actually have him here in front of me as well, and. 
I absolutely think he's wonderful. He's so wonderful, in fact, that I pr- I was going to opt in. Because I'm not one of those people that needs multiple... And I know there are a lot of fans out there who will buy everything of Terminator, buy everything of Batman and stuff like that. Like, I'm not. For me, it, you know, I only need one or two really versions of these big iconic characters. And I never had any of the Hot Toys Jokers uh, or he's, uh, Nolan Jokers before. Christopher Nolan Jokers before. So I have never had any, I've never had a Joker before except for the Nicholson DX. So this is my first uh, Heath Ledger Joker. And I was honestly on the fence about it because I have the Batman and I said, well, that's all the Nolan Batman iconography I need. But then, you know, the Joker and Heath, the way Heath Ledger portrayed the Joker is so much fun to watch and so amazing to watch. It would just be rude, in my opinion, not to have a representation of <laughs> this finest interpretations of this finest of villains. So I bailed anyway and I, I got the Joker here from a, from, from, a, from a store here in the UK. And right out the box, this thing is truly magnificent. Ah. Usually I find with Enter Bay, there is like one or two irks on a figure. With the, with the T2, I, don't me, and bearing in mind, I'm probably one of Enter Bay's biggest fans now. I love big figures. I blame my mother for not getting me that Mr. T figure when I was a really little kid for loving such big figures. Uh, Enter <laughs> Bay are really, in my opinion, just... It's it's lovely to have this extra option, extra company out there. So the I've always had one or two gripes with Interbay. I love the Interbase, and I, I I will I'm always going to be so excited about what what they're releasing and things like. That. But there's in my opinion, there's always been one or two issues in amongst awesomeness. And but it's just it's like what the it's like what the, the Terminator Two first release that they did, which I have. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite positions of all the world. But it just has this odd, slight thing with the hair on one side of his head, where it's like, my God, how did how did that actually pass quality thingy? Because other than that, you've got this amazing irony for head. Every time with an interbay item, I always find that there's something just a little, uh, just something ever so small. It's just like, oh, I just wish it did that. So with the Terminator 2, it was that thing at the side of his of one of his head where he's got a slightly poofy hair. But by God, it's an amazing sculpt. On the Batman, which in my opinion is still one of my favorite things in the world. It is so awesome. The only only thing I have on that Interbay Batman was the fact I felt his chest needed to be a bit fuller. He needed bigger pecs. He needed to be more rounder. His chest <laughs> is again... And I saw it as well. It was, it was another slight arc with the Terminator 2 but because, you know, he's got the t-shirt on and Arnie was a bit like that anyway in the movie that, you know, the chest was a little flatter looking so I kind of got over it. But on Batman, I did want that chest to be a little bit more rounder, especially kind of cutting into the deltoids and things like that. I just wanted a bit more manliness there on that one. But... Mm. You know, bearing in mind, I, I still love them. I think Rambo is amazing. I have all of I have Rambo, I have the T2, I have the Batman, and now sat in front of me here is, of course, the Enter Bay Joker. And I have to say, I can't imagine, I just can't imagine a better likeness to Joker. I think he, this figure is amazing. It is beyond amazing. He's he's posed, he's sculpted in such a way that it forces you to kind of make his back a little hunched, and it, he's got this good, easy articulation on the waist that kind of gives you. Th- allows you to give him a kind of a sideways stance and you get that really kind of iconic kind of poster kind of yeah, that he does at the start of when he was first introduced kind of shrug yeah this kind of shruggy kind of thing that he does you know all the grenades go inside and they're all made out of steel and stuff all the cards are on there the gun is made out of steel and the mask he comes with the bank robber mask which is just amazing um, ah. I, if, if anyone's at all on the fence about the Enter Bay Joker Honestly, the God, get it. It is amazing. I think it's absolutely amazing. There is, it does create havoc in your Detolfs and your IKEA Detolfs. I will warn you this now, but you go get those U-Bolts and you are tooled up to the max. <coughs> that is, ladies and gentlemen, my very brief and altogether very brief review of the uh, 
and to pay Joker. And I would like well, to... I will to... tell you this. Oh, go on. Because you just babbled on about it. Yeah. I just got online and bought the little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> really? You just went and got it. Very nice. But can I ask uh, one, one quick thing? Obviously, not, not having seen it, the only uh, thing that I kind of felt let down the 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 T eight hundred end debate was the hands were a little bit kind of soft. The, the sculpting wasn't quite as crisp, uh, and particularly because you've got the bigger canvas, so the hands are kind of bigger and more noticeable. Um, I just wish they'd been a little bit crisper. But, but are, are the gloved hands and everything done well for, no, the, the, for the, the Joker? The, the gloved hands are absolutely brilliant, and they don't see. They seem a lot more kind of. They're, there's lovely stitching on them. I mean, they were very hard. They were very hard, actually. They were very yeah. hard to get a weapon on. Getting the machine gun on, I had to get a hairdryer on that because I wasn't yeah. going to mm. scrape off the paint to actually get the finger. So that is a warning, actually, yeah, to all those. You will need to heat up the hands to get them off. And the getting the hands of Enter Bay figures is, oddly enough, more difficult than getting the hands of a Hot Toy figure. It's the same sort of system, but it's just <laughs> a little bit more difficult. So just pull and slightly twist. Don't, don't, uh, don't bend pull and slightly twist but you yeah. have to pull really hard and I would recommend you roll up the, the sleeves of the, the jacket and the shirt as well and, and grip mm. it by his plastic wrist and stuff like that as well yeah. um, and, uh, and, and I, yeah. I've heard they actually um, have tried to rectify that too um, apparently it's supposed to be a lot easier on the Bruce Lee oh really oh cool mm-hmm. I, when I would hope so because people would want to change out that Bruce Lee I think it's yeah really he comes I... with like a million hands too yeah, I, I seem to remember the T eight hundred was quite easy. I think I just thinking back, I, I, perhaps I'm remembering incorrectly, but I seem to remember they they swapped over quite easily on that one. They're they're not too bad on the T hundred, but I find them very difficult on Batman, and I find well, it's it's, it's okay on Batman actually. It's okay on yeah. Batman, but I found them but a little you, bit. Yeah, do you have a Rambo. problem on Rambo too? I don't think um, I don't think I've had a I don't think I've ever been really worried switching his hands out. Have you not? I was a little bit worried about my Rambo. I've just been paranoid because the very first time I got a bigger figure, it was the Avatar, and his wrist pegs broke like straight away. So I've been really oh, paranoid right. about ah. slightly, slightly <sighs> bigger ones. I would argue that these wrist pegs should be made of a different material, because my my T2, my Hot Toys uh, DX T2, uh, he uh, his one of his wrist pegs bent, bent as well. Because what happens is you kind of get a grip and you kind of push, and then it, the, the whole ball would slip over to the side, and you're uh, you, you're accidentally snapping the peg. It's just on the T2, I found the pace a little bit weak. It's grand, you get spare ones, but you know, you, you, you might end up going through if you're the kind of person that changes your hands on a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm quite impressed with what Sideshow have been doing in that respect. I like the fact that they've started including a peg with like each hand. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool way to go, and I think uh, that's something I would like to see kind of Interbane Hot Toys think about, about doing w- just literally including a, a peg on every hand that, that you get. Because um, yeah, I mean, it just, it's just a much bigger failsafe. I would like to see that the actual peg is permanently attached to the hand yeah. but mm-hmm. that, the, mm-hmm. that, that you just pop it into this, or you just screw it in Def, or, uh, see so now you know the podcast created at least one sale for Enterbay exactly <laughs> we, 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 are you listening Enterbay we, look we're online buying your stuff that's what we're doing right now uh, so I think by this point everybody should have seen um, the new battle damaged Enterbay T2 yep yep yeah, I've only seen a, a few images of it, but it, it, again, it's, it's just another kind of testament to the fact that this uh, hobby is just getting insanely, insanely better and better with each passing kind of figure. Um, and yeah, it, it, it just looks like a, you know, it's like that classic thing where they've just shrunk Arnie down and uh, oh yeah, got this perfect kind of because he kind of sums up Terminator Two, which isn't my favourite. I'm, I'm, I am more of a, a fan of the first one, um, but as far as kind of iconography goes, you, you can't go much better than that figure. Yeah. 
Um, I I would go out on a limb and say it might be one of the best figures in any scale in general. Yeah. Um, just from the pictures we've seen, and then you know, as we paid attention um, and saw Bill's different shots that he posts on um, Facebook, it just uh, one of the shots where he said uh, it was just a cell phone picture and it wasn't touched up at all, just still looks amazing. Um, so I can't wait for that one. There's there's another sell for sure because I will be purchasing that. Oh, I have already mine on pre-order. You, Eamon, you already pre-ordered him? Mm -hmm, I did indeed. Yep, I pre-ordered him the day he went up, straight away. Could not mm -hmm. wait. Absolutely excited as hell about this figure. I yeah, dare say no I'm probably way we excited. Can miss that one. I dare say I'm more excited about this figure than any other figure ever. I mean, I was so excited about the, the first T2. I mean, I, I, I couldn't wait to get that. But this one, with the light-up eye, oh, come on. Do we want to do like a, a 2012 discussion about bests, what, what we really love from the year? It's about the right time of year. We could wait till the next one, I suppose. Um, but we could also, you know, throw out some, at least some some ideas for what we think was the best this year. Yeah, sounds good. Um, okay, so what do you guys, uh, James, what do you think in terms of uh, the 12-inch scale? You know, what, what, what from Hot Toys, Enter Bay, and some of the other companies really knocked your socks off last year? Uh, I'm going to stick with the Luke Skywalker being my favorite of the year, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I think that uh, the new DX Batman um, is up there, too. Um, and I really like Captain America. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to be able to make a decision. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I think until about a week ago, I think um, uh, I, it would have been. I was. I really liked the Samurai Predator. I loved the um, '89 um, Nicholson Joker. Um, but I think just with the last week that's gone by, the Ironmonger's kind of stolen the crown for me. I just, I'm just having so much fun playing with it. It's just such a cool figure. Um, so for me, yeah, that's kind of like coming out of come out of left field at the last minute. And uh, they've stolen it for me. Well, I still can't get away from uh, the Nicholson Joker. I mean, I just love that figure. Being the huge Batman fan that I am, yeah. there's just no way I can um, I cannot <laughs> I can forget that figure. He just looks yeah. so cool on the <laughs> shelf. Yeah. But I got to admit, Iron Monger is you know right up there. Th this was an excellent year. If you think back, I'll, you know, it's not just Hot Toys that did a great job. Enterbay did some wonderful things. Sideshow in their in their uh, Star Wars and Joe licenses did some great yeah. stuff. That IG88 mm -hmm. was a really impressive robot figure from yeah. them uh, for a much cheaper price than what we're paying, you know, with Hot Toys. Yeah. Um, uh, this mm -hmm. was a great year for all collectors. Doesn't matter if it's uh if it's uh, you know the Batman fans or Iron Man fans or Star Wars fans. Six scale uh, was just an excellent year. So for me the best stuff was uh, the, Jick Nack the, the Jack Nicholson Joker. Um, being a huge Batman fan, I just can't get over how cool that figure is, how great the sculpt looks, mm. uh, and how great that outfit looks on the on the shelf. Because there's an, another aspect to all this is having that a shelf that has some things that pop. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get a lot of brown and red and, a lot of black. and green and black, yeah. yeah. And you need something that really, the color really pops out. And that figure really shows up nice on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, but as Jeff said, the Iron Monger is just an outstanding figure. You can't ignore um, how cool that figure is. 
Um, and and Sideshow did some nice work this last year. They did that IG-88 for their Star Wars line that's great. Yep. They did those battle mm-hmm. droids for the Star Wars line that are great. They're, they're a lot cheaper than Hot Toys are at this point. Um, and there's some really nice engineering there. You, you can't overlook those as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a great year all the way around. I think it's going to be hard for people to make their picks. I will say the poppies, I'm in the middle of uh, getting the ballots going. Yep. Um, I've told the judges, all three of you included, that you've got till <laughs> Wednesday night to, to get your nominations in. Yep. Uh, so by next Monday, I should have the ballot ready to go for both the poppies and the people pick, people's picks. I run those at the same time, so everybody gets to vote on the people's picks. Excellent, and we can uh, discuss that as on, on the next episode as well and go into that little, little bit deeper. So, yep, to yes. summarize then for you, Mike, you are, if you were to pick one figure of 2012, what would it be? Uh, it'll be the Jack Nicholson Joker. Yeah, Jack Nicholson Joker. Jeff? Uh, for me, I'm, I'm just going to have to go for the Iron Monger. I mean, there, there are a couple of others. I was very impressed with Luke, very impressed with the 89, um, uh, as you say, the Joker. But for me, the, the, the Monger just, just uh, edges ahead by a nose. It's a tough one. James? Uh, I think I'll have to go with Luke. Um, with that said, though, the 89 Batman um, Ooh, yeah. was my favorite for a long time, so I'm hard-pressed to kind of um, bemoan that figure in any way. Um, but unless the Jack Sparrow that came out last year, didn't it? No, no, that was uh, there was. Yeah, it was just kind of the uh, the, the, the the tail end of last year, wasn't it? I think. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. So he doesn't count. I'd vote for him two years in a row if I could. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah I mean, another one that really surprised me this year because it's like I was saying, it's quite often the ones that come out of left field that you're not really into the license, perhaps. But another one that really blew me away was the uh, the baby doll figure from Sucker Punch. Oh, I never got that um, one. I was yeah. tempted. Mm-hmm. Because with female figures, quite often, um, you know, there's something niggly that kind of lets them down. And again, you know, it's not perfect, but I, I just had a real sort of ball sort of posing that one and reviewing it and playing with it. And I thought that was a really strong figure. So, yeah, as, as far as the female category goes, that one's kind of got it hands down for me this year. Yeah, I, I, the only female, decent female figure, as far as I'm concerned, that I have is uh, Abigail Whistler, of which I'm probably yeah. going to be parting with her soon to accommodate me getting the Catwoman and Black Widow and stuff. Yeah. And Bane never did make it out yet, right? Nope, Bane no, is not out yet. Me that <laughs> yeah, okay, good. No, Bane, Bane, Bane is not out yet. The ter- Terminator 2 could be included in this. For me personally, my favorite figure, hands down, and it is tough because I have the, the Joker, and I have uh, the uh, the '89 Batman as well. I have a little mm. soft spot for the Rescue Captain America. Just oh, about ah. that. I do have a soft spot for that, and I know Luke is awesome and stuff like that. But I think my overall winner for my best figure overall of that, and I'm, and I'm just saying figure in general, is the Enter Bay Batman. I think it is my yeah. best figure of all of last year because I put that thing. It's all about to me. Does it pop like the movie pops in your head? Yeah. And you put that Batman on your shelf, and you kind of put down the head, and you kind of tilt his head, and you make him look the other way, and you can put that the, the, the cape over, and it's just, it has that lovely shiny cape with the kind of matte helmet, mm-hmm. and the kind of, or the, the kind of shinier helmet with the matte costume, and it's just, I love that kind of combination, it's just so iconic. I much prefer the Batman Begins outfit than the, the Dark Knight Rises outfit. And I was, as, oh. as, as it's been Christmas time as well, me and my girl were uh, obviously going through the whole Batman trilogy. Uh, no Nolan trilogy and I've discovered also as well that story wise the Batman Begins suit is the one that most of Gotham sees him in because he's essentially wearing that bat, bat suit Batman Begins suit for a few years by the time the Dark Knight Rises come on and then ah. he ends the Dark Knight Rises in well, he's only fresh he's only worn that suit like twice so to yeah. Me, yeah that makes sense yeah. so to me story wise Batman the Bat Suit the Bat Suit Begins suit is 
the definitive Batman suit, but of course, you know, some may argue that. I'll be up for I'll be up for entertaining discussions on that, listeners. So if anyone has any little comments about that, and why you feel that maybe the Dark Knight Rises the definitive uh, Bale, Nolan, Batman, then by all means, please try to convince me otherwise. I just personally prefer the way that one looks um, than the Batman Begins. I know that's sacrilege to some people. Well, you prefer the Batsuit Begins to the Dark Knight Rises suit. Uh, I prefer the Dark Knight um, Dark Knight Rises suit. You prefer uh, a kind of sequin, kind of a biker kind of look to it. The the more kind yeah, of I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I don't think I have a good reason. Um, I just like it better. It just looks practical, doesn't it? It kind of looks yeah. like it's. Um, it's kind of got more of a kind of special ops kind of uh, yeah. military kind of um, SWAT team kind of thing going on with it, rather than just a superhero outfit. Um, and although obviously the original one was much more iconic and looking kind of more. You know, hinting more towards the comic books, but um, but the, mm. the, the, the kind of I think Nolan just, as we know, wanted this to be in as, although far fetched, as real a kind of like believable world as possible. Yeah. And uh, and to be a kind of a vigilante, you'd need reasonably good Kevlar body armor, and you'd be able to be maneuverable mm-hmm. and uh, be able to be able to turn your head. So um, it was kind of like just to, to kind of answer that brief. And to get, I guess, to get nitpicky on my part with it. Um, to me, it's always looked, uh, and especially in the beginning of The Dark Knight, when, when you're meant to kind of think that suit looks a little silly, um, it just has that latex suit look to it, yeah. um, to me. Do you think it's a little too uh, poofy on him? Sometimes, I, I, I think it doesn't look that way um, in the majority of Batman Begins, but then um, in the beginning of The Dark Knight when he's wearing that suit and you're meant to kind of think... Um, you know, it's restricting his movements, and it looks a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it, do, and it, it, it does make it look a bit. Yeah, I guess they're they're more emphasizing that because he's there trying to cut that side of the van down, isn't he, with his little cutters on his hand? And you can yeah. see he's struggling to even flip and see what he's doing. Yeah, and it does look, but uh, it looks kind of bunchy. And yeah, I don't know, weird in that part. I think we're but missing I don't know. the big picture, though. Oh, go on. Well, we're missing the big picture. None of the suits have nipples, and so I'm good. Ah, exactly. <laughs> Damn it. That's it. We need our Schumacher nipples. And butt cheeks as well. Sculpted butt cheeks. What, uh, what if Andrew Bay came out of left field and did a quarter scale like Schumacher Batman? <laughs> what, and what, it was what, amazing. I wouldn't recommend that as a business that'd, decision. That'd be, that'd be a very full warehouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I think we'd all take a big Mr. Freeze, would we not? If he lit up like that, especially. Uh, if he talked, for sure. <laughs> no, but if he had all the lights in his head and the lights inside his mouth and everything, how would we feel about all that? That would be kind of neat, wouldn't it? Not I would be okay with that. <laughs> okay, so that kind of ent- a- 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 exits then our, our kind of little prelim discussion then for our next podcast, which we'll be discussing a little bit more on the poppies. But just before we kind of uh, finish round off this podcast, I'd like to kind of finish up with maybe a little bit of discussion of something that Mike wanted to go into, which is about his Captain Action. And then that will hopefully then maybe lead us into a little bit of discussion about like stylization over his vice versa. Because I think Mike is basically posing an interesting question to us, and he's kind of comparing that and putting the Mike, pose the question to us. You're, you're kind of suggesting that well, people will like A or B, but rarely like both. Yeah, I, I just was uh, wondering everybody's opinion. You know, the, the Captain Action uh, reissues that uh, they've been doing uh, recently, Castaway's been involved, and uh, and Captain Action Enterprises. And they're doing a, an amazing job of reproducing the nostalgic look and feel of those original action figures. And I just recently did uh, a online interview where they asked, one of the questions they asked me was, um, 
what are your three favorite figures from before you you know like up to age 12 when you were a kid and and at captain action was clearly one of the three so you know for me i've got a lot of nostalgia for that uh, but when you market that in today's world and then and then you butt heads up with people who are buying the hot toys and Enerbay and sideshow figures uh, you get a lot of conflict over the look right it's the, the, they're bobbleheady when you put the mm. the mask on they look silly they look ridiculous blah 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 and then and it always amuses me because they do if you're being honest and you're really looking at them they don't look like you know the 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 Arnie we were just talking about. <laughs> uh, they look like something that was made in about 1968, yeah. and and so you'll get people who will say, "Oh no, the head's not that big with a mask on. It doesn't look that." But yes, it does. So so don't say that. But but I'm interested to see your guys feel on that because it should look kind of bobblehead. I mean, it, it's yes. supposed to look that way. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And if it looked Absolutely, real, yeah. it wouldn't look like Captain Action. So uh, I'm, I'm just interested to get you guys' take on that whole situation. And then that does lead nicely into stylized versus realistic conversations. Well, yes, I'm looking at a, a – I just punched it. And I just literally went, went into Google because, again, I will claim and feign complete ignorance because I'm a 1970s baby. Uh, to Captain Action, uh, I, I, I've never ever 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 seen these before and stuff like that. I don't know whether I've liked them as a kid or not. I really don't know. It's 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 kind of hard. It's kind of hard to say. But right now I'm looking at the Captain Action from Castaway. I'm looking at the actual Captain Action himself, and then there's Doctor Evel, Evel, <laughs> Evel, Evel. Yeah, I'm not sure why they added the E. It must have been something <laughs> kind of licensing thing with, with Austin Evil-y. Powers because originally he was Doctor Evil. That's who he was. Doctor Evil. Yeah. Like, uh, but without like Mister, what's the Buttersworth? What's what's the cat called in Austin Powers? Penny Mr. Bigglesworth. Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah. Mister Bigglesworth. Hmm, Mister Bigglesworth. Um, I personally don't understand. Uh, if, for me personally, I I never understood snobbery because you are talking to someone who collects these high-end collectibles and then mm. goes absolutely crackerjack over Masters of the Universe, both vintage and new. So mm. I really can't... I'm in no position to be criticizing anybody for any taste at all, kind of a thing, because there's such a, a thingy down there. Um, I can totally see the appeal of wanting figures that resemble stuff you grow up with, and that's exactly what these figures are, and they are aiming it for that market. I think it's unfair for people to be saying that these are going to be aimed at new buyers. I dare say there might be a few new buyers out there because I do think there are people out there who do like a nostalgic feel. Well, it's I put it down to people like, you know, people didn't hear about, never heard of the Outer Space Men when they were out in the 60s. They never heard of mm-hmm. Major Matt Mason in the 60s. Yet, here the Four Horsemen are, uh, the Four Horsemen toy designers, uh, making Outer Space Men. And I love these figures. So... What does that say? I, and, and they're very much like the originals. They're very the same style of designs. Yeah, they're not bendy. I dare say I probably wouldn't have liked them when they're bendy. But the whole look of them is, is great. So I, I wouldn't... I don't think... You, you can't be... First of all, being snobby about any toy is just ridiculous. You know, you, you can't be afford to be snobby about toys. Uh, mm-hmm. You like what you like, and that's it. You know, I mean, there's dudes out there who are <laughs> buying My Little Pony, and that's just nuts as far as I'm concerned. But that's what, that's what makes you happy. It's well, not bothering you know, your neighbour. How bad? Um, as, as Mike was saying earlier, though, I think it really is. It, it is a whole nostalgia trip for people. Yeah. It's like um, it's like the old sort of Mego Mego figures. Um, I, I had a good collection of Star Trek figures when I was a kid, um, which mm-hmm. kind of got wrecked and lost and disappeared over over time. And you know, there were times I think, God, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to pick them up again. Uh, and as you say, it's purely nostalgic because you know, as far as the actual. Uh, 
the thing is concerned, you, you can't judge it against the stuff that we're talking about, the high end stuff. It's, it's a totally different universe that it frequents, but, but they were just fun things. It was like, I don't know if anybody remembers those figures that were called like Cyborg and Newton. They were like, kind of like big micronauts that were mm-hmm. made out of transparent plastic and lots of different guns and things you could strap onto them, like robots. And oh, I right. loved them as well. I'd love to like find that. I'm sure if I eBayed it, I'd be able to find some somewhere. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just that whole nostalgia trip of the things you had when you were a kid that you played with in your backyard and, uh, and just have them again on your shelf as a, as a, as a, as a professional individual in your, in your office. It's just nice to have these things to kind of remind you. Of what you used to yeah, I, I have a weird take on Captain Action specifically too because um, I can't speak to the the vintage one. I'm an 80s child, so I don't... Um, I never had. So you're original. even more of a punk ass than Eamon. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, but I had the. Um, I think the company was playing Mantis. Is that right? Yep. Um, yep. When they released, uh, when they had the rights to do Captain Action, again, um, I can't remember why. I must have had some. I had some book, or something. Um, when I was really young, that just had you know, pictures and uh, talked about vintage toys. And I remember Captain Action was in there and I was always kind of um, intrigued by him. Uh, so when uh, Playing Mantis brought those figures back out, I had all of those. Um, and those are really cool too. Um, but they're cool for what they are. Like, I, I don't know why people would compare these to anything else we talk about because I definitely agree that they're meant to kind of evoke the spirit of those old figures, um, so I don't think they're supposed to be realistic. That's not the yeah, point. Yeah, they would lose the point of the, what they're what they're trying to do. I, I, and I would agree that you know, if if you want to compare articulation, for example, there's no reason to have a problem with that because they those are things they can improve on. It's like when M, uh, when M, MC Toys did the Mego releases, you know, and they've, a lot of those companies have started to redo those figures. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with making the th- and it's like uh, like you were talking about with Masters of the Universe classics, right? Yep. There's nothing wrong with taking that concept and improving it where you can. Um, without losing the point of the concept in the first place, without losing that nostalgic feel. And I think they've done a great job with that with Captain Action. I think the body's a better body than we had with the original figures, although that was a good figure even back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the, the quality of the uniforms and the rubber and, and the accessories is much better. Um, but they still have that kind of, you know, it, this is a toy made in 1968 feel to them that's really necessary for them to be successful. So, yeah, I, I think they're really cool for what they are. Yeah. For me, they, they also scream imagination as well. You know, what, what, it was like, you, you watch that TV show, um, Comic Book Men, which I've absolutely grown to love. Yes. And in one particular episode, a guy walks in with, with, with the Marvel world, which is essentially a playset made out of cardboard. And yet, Marvel fans went absolutely ape for this thing back in the back in the day. And to me, it's just like, right, okay, but you think for a second, if you were five years old and six years old, that thing would have been amazing to you. Mm. Oh yeah, I have I have one that's the Lone Ranger, and you mailed away for it. it oh was no about, way! It was the one. It was the little Lone Ranger, <laughs> the three and three quarter inch. That, <gasps> so that would have been mid to late seventies. Oh wow. It must have been late seventies, yeah, and and you'd mail away for the playset, and it came in a you know a little flat folder, and you'd build it out of cardboard, and oh, it was so cool. 
to me that harkens back to a time everything is dict- it's it's my trip at the moment lately where everything is it's it's I'm so glad to see Ninja Turtles flying off the shelves this Christmas. Yes. I know you some of you older guys won't, won't appreciate that, but believe me, seeing Ninja Turtles flying off the shelf at Christmas, seeing any action figure flying off the shelf at Christmas can only be a good thing because Video games allow for no development of imagination, in my opinion. They might develop mm-hmm. reflexes, and I might, there might be other crazy arguments for that. But in my opinion, there's nothing fires up a kid's imagination than getting down there and, 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 and sorting out who's right and who's wrong, who's good and who's bad, who betrays who, who does this, who does that. That, to me, fuels imagination. And when I see something like Captain Action, it harkens back to that time where you use your imagination something fierce. All you mm-hmm. need, all you need is the, the fi- these are what you call representations of what you have in your mind, and that's what Captain Action. When I see the Captain Action, I see things like older action figures and stuff like that. They you, they harken back to a time where you didn't care whether that was highly realistic or not. It was representation of what you need. All you needed to play and to have your adventures with, and that's 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 why I would never ever I would never slam or or be down in any retro style figure whatsoever. Because as as you all clearly said. They are specifically aimed to touch that nostalgic feel in you. And everything doesn't have to be highly rendered in high definition these days for it to be cool, does it? Yeah, no. And on that note, that's actually a nice little note to end it in. Actually, so it is. Um, that note actually would... Uh, actually, maybe no, we, we should we leave it in? We are talking for quite a while. I mean, this conversation does kind of lead us into the nice conversation about... A stylization, and it's just been the Christmas special. How do you guys feel? We just end the show quickly with just our quick discussion on on stylization, as it's very much <coughs> along the same lines as the Captain Action versus Hot Toys and Interbase and all that stuff. Should we discuss just really quick about you know stylization versus more yeah, realistic? Sure. And I guess the ones that shout uh, at screaming us <coughs> more is A three toys, isn't it? Three A. Three, three yeah. A. I always do that. <laughs> three A toys. Yes. Yeah, no. No. I agree. Yeah. And and it, it's, I think we mentioned this briefly before that it is one of those things that, for some obscure, weird reason, really divides people. Um, some people, you know, uh, lap them up, and other people just just don't like them. And I'm I'm, I'm happy enough to be in the place where I get the best of both worlds because I love stylized figures. I love that kind of vinyl, urban vinyl look. But I also love the highly rendered, realistic stuff. I can't see. It's like you were saying at the end. They were all collectors, Omen. You know, it, it doesn't matter what you're into. Um, it just the thing that I always find fascinating is is just what a storm it opens up online when people start arguing about it, throwing their dollies out the pram quite literally. Well, I don't understand reactions like that, but I guess fine. They say toy people are passionate people. <laughs> there's a well, there, there's I'm, a fine I'm assuming the same thing kind of goes on in the art world, doesn't it? I would assume. I'm not much of an art world guy, but does the people who love Michelangelo's <clears> David <throat> argue with the people who uh, love Picasso's work? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you yes. know, we, we, there's, a, there's a very famous uh, art critic in this country called Brian Sewell, who I don't know if you've heard of, and, uh, and he is, he, he's one of these people that really goes for the jugular when it comes to any kind of modern art, if it's, you know, from Tracy Emin through to, uh, to Damien Hurst or whatever. Uh, and, and he he obviously just doesn't get it, doesn't understand it. So therefore, to him, it's rubbish. Um, and it's like you were saying, it's horses for courses. It's it's always been the same. And the music divides people. You know, there are people who like urban hip hop. There are people who like classical. There are people who like old style rock and roll. It's just uh, you know, it's just people are people. No one there are people who like dubstep for some reason. People like dubstep. <laughs> some people like reggae. Some people like Billy Ray Cyrus. Apparently. Apparently, some do. So there you go. I think a fine example of this discussion would be. Um, the uh, ape explorers. To yeah. me, they 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 personify that 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 go between. I love my space Adam. 
It is yeah. one of my favorite, favorite possessions. I think he's awesome, but I'll tell you this. I wish his face sculpt was as realistic as his body. It's a brilliant face. It's brilliant fur. It's really beautifully done. But you have this massively realistic spacesuit. And then to have, with real fur, but then to kind of have a very, very, very stripped back uh, animated sort of face was just a little... I love it. I still get it. Yeah. But if I had the choice, mm. I would have preferred <clears throat> that being a highly detailed, highly creased up gorilla face instead of a kind of a cartoony thing. Yeah. That's just a personal taste. I can very easily see the appeal for the stylization stuff. But that's just my logic like that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like sometimes where I don't go for certain kinds of anime. When you have such realistic animated backgrounds, why have you skimped on the characters and made them so basic? <laughs> it, it, some things, but that's just purely a taste, and that I, I would never say that one is right or is wrong, you know what I mean? That's just a taste thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. people I mean, need I, to... Yeah. Go on, Jeff. No, no, I was going to say, on, on Space Adam, that is, it, that is a kind of classic one where, where you've got this kind of very realistic space suit and the head, but I must admit, I love the head, I really like the head, it's, mm. it's kind of like one of my favourite aspects, because it's, I've really kind of looked closely at that thing, and I love the fact that he has paired it down to almost just some simple kind of geometric forms, it's almost like a ribbon the way it goes around the top of the head. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love it, but, it, but it's, it's like you were saying, at the end of the day, that's what he offered, that was, that was his vision, that was uh, what Winston I wanted to put out. Um, and you know, if, if it had been realistic, it would have it would appeal to a different audience. But that's that's just the way it was, isn't it? It's that kind of thing. Sorry, yeah, people you, need to be able. Yeah, they need to be able to distinguish between uh, the the quantifiable and the qualitative uh, aspects of things, right? You, you, the aesthetic versus the factual. You yeah. know, you can look at a figure and say the articulation sucks, and it's a fact. It's yeah. poorly done. It breaks. The engineering is inadequate. It yeah. it can't take. Uh, flowing natural poses, those sorts of things. If you mm -hmm. look at the the artistic side of it, you can make judgments that will affect your opinion of it that are aesthetic. That you know, I don't really like this style, but that doesn't mean the figure sucks. That just means I don't like the style. And and you need to be able yeah, to make those yeah, distinctions yeah. and then point them out to people. I always try to do that in my reviews when I say, you know, this is an aesthetic thing. This is I, I don't like the way this figure looks because it's it's a it's an art preference, not a quality preference. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it is important to understand those. So those it's like a kid not liking vegetables when people act like that. Uh, mm -hmm. No, they don't yeah. suck. They don't suck at all. Vegetables are awesome. You just think they suck. <laughs> it's, it's like I I don't get that kind of uh, angry reaction to something they don't like. Uh, I don't like it. Must get angry about it. I don't. I never understood that. I I'm I I I am always keeping an eye on three A toys because they are booting up lovely stuff. A lot of stuff just isn't my isn't to my taste. But you know, I I, do, mm. I am partial to the, to my bit of Ashley Wood stuff. You know, yeah. There, there's no getting around the the cool urban art vibe yeah. that is in those. I mean, that to me, they're pieces of art. And I loved mm. that um, figure they did. Um, was it earlier this year or last year? The the, the blind cowboy with the horse. I mean, that oh, was I just an amazing, amazing. Yeah, you were raving about that word. for a while, aren't you? I hadn't realized how many figures they've done until at San Diego that uh, uh, they had them in, in a case um, in one of the other booths. Um, I'm trying to remember which booth it was. Um, and it, it was quite impressive, the number of figures they've done. Yeah, but the thing with them is it's like you know, if you think uh, Saijo are, are milking the clones, um, <laughs> that is one thing that three are very good at, a kind of... Um, Variants, for want of a better word, you know, whether whether it's robots or uh, or, or zombies or clones, um, you know, just a slight color change in a in a t-shirt and a different weapon, and um, and they'll put out like a box set, and the, the, the hairstyles might be slightly different. 
Uh, and quite often you have to like buy like eight figures. You can't just buy one of them. You have to like, buy this whole set, um, which I know drives some of the collectors insane. And kind of justifiably so, but that's the way they operate. That's just what they do. They seem to have their own kind of rule book when it comes to the way they market themselves. Nobody has a gun to your head saying you must buy this. Exactly. Yeah, you sure about that? Because, <laughs> you know, I was, going through, I, I, I was going through a box out in the barn yesterday, and I came across, like, all these Mattel Harry Potter figures. Mm. And and as I'm going through them, I'm looking at them going, you know what, This I've got three of the same Harry. Why do I – oh, wait, the accessories are a different color. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, capitalism works on you very well. Yeah. <laughs> it works on all of us. Very, very, yeah. very, 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 very well. Well, I think on, on, on that front there, now, we, we have got some a few other topics that we'd like to get through, but I think we might save that for our next recording, and hopefully by our next recording, our listeners, if you're listening in right now, which we hope you've been for the last hour and a half, and it has been an hour and a half, lads, hasn't it? Yeah. This is this does yeah. quali- this does add the much needed cr- special to the Christmas part, doesn't it? This extra half hour, I think it does. <laughs> Um, and hopefully on our next our next recordings, we'll actually have some actually really high quality guests on. We won't make any announcements now because obviously these things are obviously still in our negotiation stage with them. But rest assured, listeners, we actually will have some very very awesome guests on our upcoming recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, so if you feel that we should be talking or discussing on any one topic at all, please go onto the sideshow freaks message boards where we, there's a thread on there. People can post questions on there, or you can email me at amon at amonart.com, or you can contact my Mike via his website at mwctoys.com. There you go. Uh, So people can contact us there if you want to post any questions about any uh, upcoming potential guests. You can take a few guesses at what guests we might be getting getting up on our show. So all of us here at the very classy and altogether lovely Hot Toy Cast wish all of you the happiest of New Year's. So gentlemen, each of you could go ahead. Mike? Uh oh! Happy holidays! <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wanted me to say something. <laughs> I probably should have given you a better direction there. I admit. That's right. Happy holidays, everybody. And a happy 2013 to everyone, and I hope your uh, your toy sacks bulge even greater than this year's. If we have a toy sack, that is. That sounds really, really <laughs> wrong. It was meant to. <laughs> Slightly Don't be talking about my toy sack, buddy. <laughs> James Happy bulgy toy sacks One and all <laughs> <laughs> And the happiest of New Year's To all of you Our lovely lovely listeners And as any And as with any High end action figure You always For the love of God Handle with care Good day to you all And happy New Year Once again from all of us here At the Hot Toy Cast.